0: Welcome to the Sports Innovation Institute podcast, located inside the School of Health and Human Sciences at IUPUI in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Travis Smith. On this podcast, we look to highlight the innovative practitioners and scholars in sports to learn and design think the future of the industry together. Thanks for listening to the Sports Innovation Institute podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the IUPUI Sports Innovation Institute podcast today I am joined by Andrew Hibbert from Techstars Sports Accelerator. Andrew thanks for being on the podcast.
2: Yeah thanks for having me.
1: Well so we really want to highlight an accelerator uh, to explain what it is but how would you describe what Techstars Sports Accelerator is? Yeah sure it's a good question.
2: Um Take a step back and just maybe talk about TechStars in in, in general first, and sort of give you the uh, the overall overall view. So TechStars has been around since two thousand seven, and we're sort of the world's largest um, network that helps early stage entrepreneurs succeed. Um, and I think the the basic genesis of of, of the idea of TechStars was you know, a couple serial entrepreneurs um, they built a company, but when they were when when they were building their own companies, they they said, you know, we don't. There's really no system out there that helps you know early stage entrepreneurs first-time founders um through mentorship you know through a formalized mentorship so they they said let's create a program that really focuses on mentors uh, early on in the process you know figuring out go-to-market strategies fundraising um you know strategic acquisition channels etc versus just you know having those conversations with your advisors or your investors right some the people that are volunteering their time and have this sort of give first mentality and and so that was that was the basic concept and you know they've they've scaled it since I mean we're in we're in about um, thirty three cities thirteen different countries now a variety of different categories um, obviously you know for us in, in India. Our, And and by the way, Techstars has two accelerators in in Indianapolis, which is exciting. Uh, One, obviously, the sports one that I'm affiliated with. And then uh, another accelerator that's in partnership with the Heritage Group to focus more on material science. So it's, it's really unique. You know, Indianapolis is a city that has two Techstars accelerators, and there's not many other cities out there that has that. You know, maybe New York, L.A., Austin. Right. When you think of, like, you know, some of the biggest cities in tech uh you think of you think of those cities but Indianapolis is right up there with them in terms of the the quantity of tech stars uh, accelerators and the the presence of tech stars um but so the question was what is it right (laughs) uh you know the the best way to i think describe you know what the tech stars sports accelerators is 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 we're basically an entrepreneur boot camp right we're like um we're like training camp right so i think uh you know before we start our our season you know we we want to get all our players uh you know put them through strength and conditioning teach them the plays build some camaraderie uh, you know you don't just you don't just start playing your first game on on day 1 so i think that's that's the basic concept we you know it's a 13 week intensive very hands-on experience for entrepreneurs that are looking to you know build and, and scale their companies um, and and you know the, the the basic cadence of the program is you know it's it's, it's 3 months where you know, each month has a has a unique theme. First month is really focused on on mentorship, as I referenced earlier. We are about one hundred and ninety mentors. Travis and, you know, it's kudos to my partner Jordan because most of these mentors are, are from his personal network, and he's built a couple companies in in, in sports tech. And uh, I mean, these are these are the who's who in in sports. We have you know team owners and c level execs from all the leagues and and teams. Um, so professional athletes and celebrities, uh, agencies. Um, you know, a lot of early stage sports uh, funds, it's just, it's it's a, it's an incredible group of people that, you know, really define that sort of give first mentality. And so they get involved in early on the first three weeks of the program and uh, it basically just help the companies with, uh, you know, go to market strategies, uh, thoughts on product, thoughts on customer acquisition, and, and just basically give them super high level strategic advice. Um, our founders hate us <laughs> usually the first three weeks because we inundate them with meetings, but, but the goal is to, to just really increase their, their network by, you know, about 10 X in the first uh, couple weeks of the program, which is, which is helpful. So, so that kind of segues into the second month, which is really about execution, uh, iteration on products, you know, getting an MVP out there, uh, increasing your, you know, your, your partnerships or your sales channels. Uh, focusing on you know your financial modeling, etc. So we run a number of work. We have about twenty-five workshops that we run, about fifteen to twenty founder talks. So we bring in the founders of Whoop and FanDuel, Shot Tracker, and they talk about their stories. You know, building companies and scaling companies. And um, and then the the third month is is really uh, really focused on kind of ramping up for Demo Day. Uh, Demo Day is kind of our version of Shark Tank. <laughs> Uh, it's where the 10 companies you know get a chance to to pitch their their business to you know a room full of investors right so last year we did it virtually we had about 700 people join i'd say about half of them were uh you know proper investors either angels or funds that you know are in the, in, the, in the position to write checks and, and so um to, so the basic goal for us drivers is like you know we, we try to find companies that you know we we can not necessarily start the fire but really pour gasoline on the fire and help these companies um, you know, really <laughs> accelerate, for lack of a better term, and, and raise a proper round of funding, kind of post-program. So, and, and we have, you know, it, we have incredible support uh, with our, our partners. You know, our, our six LPs are all the major indie sports properties: the Pacers and the Colts, and, and the NCAA, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, IndyCar, Indiana Sports Corp. Right there. Or, very busy these days, <laughs> running the whole the whole college basketball tournament, men's tournament in, in Indianapolis, and uh, and then the state of Indiana too, and with the next level fund. So, you know, Indiana is it's it's a great use case for sort of a private public partnership, right? Like, I don't think you'd find that in Los Angeles or New York or other you know other places. Uh, Indiana has such a collaborative environment, and uh, you know they're they've been in- incredibly supportive of us and what we've been trying to do. So. Um, yeah, that's a little, I'm sorry if I, a little long winded, but that's, that's basically what we're, what we're all about.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask about that. I mean, everyone's known Indianapolis. I mean, I've lived here my whole life. Um, Everyone knows it as a, as a sports hub pretty much and hosting conferences. That's what the governor is really about. And now he's kind of really pushing these technology companies in Indianapolis. Um, Not unlike, you know, in Austin, Texas uh, that is, you know, starting to invest in technology companies. And, you know, there seems to be more popping up in Indianapolis. And then we have, you know, IUPUI is a huge hub downtown. You have the other major universities all connected to uh, a quick interstate drive to Indianapolis. Uh, Were you around when when the decision was made to kind of found it in Indianapolis? Or do you get a sense of is that why they chose Indianapolis and the fact that it's in the middle of the country? I mean, what was kind of the uh, the whole decision process for that? Because it's a pretty big company.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, so Techstars has, had had never done a dedicated sports accelerator before, right? Um, I think, with, you know, uh, my partner Jordan, our, our managing director, you know, he built his first company, Coach Up, took it through Techstars Boston. Um, there, there was no accelerator out there at least under the tech stars umbrella that was focused and dedicated on on sports tech early stage sports tech so um you know, and, and i think given you know given the um the reputation that indianapolis and indiana has as a sports ecosystem as as you referenced you know, no one does no one runs events better than indy uh, as as the whole world is seeing now with, with the ncaa tournament the men's tournament it's they're doing just an incredible job and uh, you know, so kudos to the NCAA and the sports court, but you know, obviously Indiana is is a sports crazed town with racing and basketball and the NCAA, the home of intercollegiate athletics, being based there. So it's just, you know, they do sports really well, right? But there's this kind of growing, emerging ecosystem in, in tech, and I, you know, big credit to Scott Dorsey and the sale of Exact Target and bringing Salesforce here was was huge, and so it really kind of put Indy on on the map as a sort of sort of B 2 B SaaS town and. So I think the idea was, you know, how do we kind of, how do we connect those two, those two parties, right? This, this thriving sports ecosystem with this emerging tech space. And that was, I think the idea of Techstars, you know, acting as that sort of connective tissue between those two, those two ideas. And it's Ryan Vaughn, the president of Sports Corp and, and Scott and Steve Simon, I think came together and said like, let's, let's really try to, let's plant a flag in the ground here in Indianapolis and let's make Indianapolis the home of, of sports tech, right? Uh, we have a lot of built-in resources here that can help early stage companies. And, and we found that, I mean, I, you know, we, we, we typically bring in 15 to 20 interns uh, each year and associates. As a matter of fact, my last two operations associates, I think have both been graduates of IUPUI. So, you know, kudos to, to you guys and everything that, you know, David and, IUPY is doing is is incredible. We've benefited from that. So, uh, but, but that's, that's helpful as well. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think the, you know, the, the idea of using Indianapolis as this as this case study, they approached TechStars and they said, "Hey, you know, would you be interested in coming and, and sort of being the, the anchor?" And and so, you know, it's it's been great. I mean, uh, Governor Holcomb has been incredibly supportive. He he's met with our companies in the first two years that we've done. We launched in 2019, so we we've done 20 companies. Um, the IDC has been incredible. You know, big shout out to to Lawrence and his his team and. Uh, you know, work, you know, they just got funding, I think, the other day, you know, two million dollars to try to create this sports HQ concept. So to to continue to incubate early stage companies and, and sort of make Indianapolis a thought leader in, in sports tech. And, and we certainly want to play a part and a role in that. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it was uh, kind of the, the, the first of its of its case with, with Techstars and uh, I think the success that we've had it. You know, you're, you're seeing TechStars has launched a, another accelerator, Sports Accelerator in Australia. Um, so there's, you know, there, I don't I don't think this will be the last sports accelerator, but this is this is definitely I I would argue, you know, one of the, one of the strongest early stage sports tech accelerators in the world right now, and it's it's it's
1: based right here in Indianapolis. So, so you bring um, about ten companies in. <clears throat> I think I saw that it was a little over a hundred thousand dollar investment on average. <clears throat> I'm uh, curious, do the companies, is part of the agreement and the application process and approval process, do they, outside of a pandemic, do they have to come to Indianapolis or um, move their company here and be part of it? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a good question. So,
1: um,
2: you know, when, when we launched in, in
1: 2019,
2: uh, obviously pre-pandemic, we, you know, we had all, all 10 companies come to Indianapolis, uh, I think from seven or eight different different cities. Uh, last year, we had uh, out of our ten companies, we had four international companies, um, and, and one of them from from Colombia, uh, from Bogota, actually moved their their entire operation to Indianapolis. So they are uh, they were a U.S. company now, based in Indianapolis. Our company from uh, Ireland, Locker, is also a U.S. company now, although they haven't made it yet to, to the U.S. with with COVID, but they are registered in Indianapolis as well. So um, yeah, that you know, Travis, that is that's definitely part of um, you know, part of the agreement is uh, is is you know trying to bring these companies here at least for three months, and then showcase C and D, show them how you know how competitive of a city this is to start a company. You know, you don't have to start a company in in L.A. Or, or Boston to be to be successful. And I think given the relationship we have with the state, with all of our partners, a lot of our local investors. You know, we were before we went on here we were talking about the uh, upper hand guys, you know, Kevin and miles have been incredibly helpful uh carrie perry who's who's uh, also going to be one of our entrepreneurs and residents this year so company learfield img super connected in the space has been really supportive um you know so our idea is we bring these companies here for for three months with the hopes that they either can you know i mean a dream is to move their their entire operation like Rebus did but even if it's just parts of their of their of their business right so we have a couple companies that are that are moving their manufacturing here we have a number of companies that have hired locally a lot of um you know business development and sales reps so you know that that's that's one of the things that i'm most proud of is you know out of the 30 or so kids that we've uh, young you know college university kids that we've brought on as interns over the, the past two years half of them have been hired uh which which is great and they're working out of out of indianapolis um so you know even if it's not their their entire HQ is if it's a part of their business that that we can uh, keep here in Annapolis and keep growing that I, I think you know that's 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 a really good win for us right so um, so yeah so it's it's not required that they move their operation here but I think once once we get them here. We roll out the red carpet, our partners are very involved. Um, like I said, the state's very involved and they, they could not be more supportive of what we're doing. Basically any, anything we need, <laughs> uh, you know, anything we ask for, they, they, they make it work. Uh, and and it, it really, it showcases that you can, you can build a good company anywhere. You know, you don't have to be in the Valley, you don't have to be on the, on the coasts. And, and so that's, yeah, that's, that's really a goal for us too, as part of this effort.
1: Well, plus part of that startup culture, um, your cost of living needs to be low in Indianapolis compared to some of those other cities. High tech is still very uh, more affordable. Absolutely.
0: Hey listeners, a quick message, and then we'll get right back to the interview. I wanted to quickly tell you that the Sports Innovation Journal is now accepting submissions. If you have or are looking for a place to publish your innovative thoughts and studies, on the sports industry, then please consider the Sports Innovation Journal. We are an open access journal and our target audience is the practitioner looking for answers to the questions and problems in their job. And we want to attract and publish researchers that are identifying and studying those questions and problems. If you are interested in learning more about the journal and wanting to submit or sign up to be a reviewer, then visit the link in the episode notes or email Dr. David Pierce, the editor and director of the Sports Innovation Institute, at D P I E R C E three at IUPUI.edu. D Pierce3 at IUPY.edu. Now let's get back to the interview.
1: Well, um, is there a certain stage of the company that typically either you all require or you think is best for an accelerator. Do you need to have more than just an idea? Um Do you need to have an MVP? Do you need to at least have a team put together or can an accelerator actually take an idea and actually turn it into a company?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, you know, most seed stage accelerators, you know, I I think it's 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 okay to come in with. Uh, you know, sort of an idea that, you know, maybe you don't have an MVP or you don't have as much traction or have any.
1: Because if you do that on Shark Tank, they like to rip you apart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, we do too, to a certain extent. No, I mean, it's, I I think we're a little bit different in in that we've benefited from having companies that have been a little bit further along. I think on paper, when you look at, you know, what a seed stage accelerator typically attracts, you know, on on average, our companies probably raise about 750 K going in a program. Uh, we had, uh, you know, nine of our 10 companies last year hit their, you know, their pre-programmed fundraising goals, which was, you know, at, at least 500 K or, or more. Um, so, you know, I, I think the, I think that kind of the wheelhouse for us, Travis, for, for myself and, and for, for Jordan, when we work with the companies and coach them up through the 13 weeks is, um, I think, and I, I mentioned this earlier, like we're really good. I think we're really, really good at, uh, helping a business that has, has some customers, has some channels, has a good team in place um we're really good at at, at sort of pouring gasoline on that and making that fire really rage right so that's 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 a thing and I think a big part of that is obviously the mentoring uh our network that that we can connect founders with and I think we're really really good at helping them fundraise uh that's that's something that i, I know Jordan takes a lot of pride in is, is incredibly talented at and um and that's that's basically you know we we spend <laughs> Basically, the whole the whole last month talking about fundraising, but a, a good portion of the the program and sort of investor pipelining and figuring out who, you know how we can target the right people that can write checks, you know, and because if you can't raise money, it doesn't matter how good your idea is, it's it's gonna die, right? I think a, a good example of that is a company out of twenty nineteen Ergata E R G A T T A. It's basically you know Peloton for rowing. Everybody's a Peloton for something now, but but these guys came came to us with um, you know they had, they had, had some sales, a uh, little bit of traction, but the thing that i think impressed us most was was their team. and, and so I, I would say that's one of the most important things we we look at is is the founding team in place. like for example, you know, if, if you come to us without a CTO in place, it's going to be really really hard. uh just because so much of the you're basically getting a year and a half's worth of work done in 13 weeks. and so if you can't iterate on product and if you can't build your tech stack and if, if you can't really um, uh, be able to adjust on, on the fly quickly getting all the constructive feedback that you get from a technical perspective it's going to be hard and you know, the program is very CEO driven um, you know because it, a lot of it is about is about fundraising it's about telling your story and you know being a you know trying to coach our founders up on, on being salesmen and saleswomen. but uh, if you don't have if you don't have a good team in place you don't have a CTO in place uh, to start a program it, it, it can be it can be real challenging you know Regatta had this strong team and I mean they're just crushing it right now crushing and obviously home fitness is just a booming space and covid certainly helped accelerate that but um you know they have they're you know raising a a ton of money they're hiring like crazy uh and you know it was one of those things where we we saw the potential in that team and we just you know said that they just need an opportunity um so uh yeah you know it's 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 interesting i I think that's probably the most important for us for tech stars it's you know team 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 kind of product market traction that type of thing so um obviously there's there are categories that we like for sure but so much of it is is this a team that we believe in is this a founder that is coachable that you know is can be a visionary but also can execute and sometimes those things can be you know mutually exclusive so um yeah those are those are a few things that that we look for
1: well so you, you kind of just mentioned categories but is there? Do you see a trend? I'm guessing you all stay ahead of trends a little bit too, um, especially when you're seeing these applications of new companies come in. What would you say a trend in sports technology is right now or maybe after COVID? Uh, what do you see as a trend? I know wearables is huge in sports tech, but is there really anything specific that you all see technology that maybe hasn't hit sport yet that will
2: yeah, yeah. Well, you're 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 seeing a lot of focus on on NFTs now, right? And, and you know, with digital sports cards. And actually, we had a a, a good good friend of our good friend of ours who's a mentor uh, set the record on NBA Top Shot for Zion Williamson moment. So uh, we thought we might have to stage an intervention. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Obviously, connected fitness is you know is a, is a, is a big space, and uh, you know, it's success that or God has had from our 2019 cohort has, has made us really want to look at companies that are that are playing in that space and I, I don't you know i don't think that's just a that's just a covid fabric i think that's here to stay i was reading somewhere somewhere earlier it might have been the wall street journal that's you know the poll people said like almost almost 50 percent of people will not be going back to gyms you know once once covid is is gone and, and and that's that's powerful right um so that that's certainly a space that that we're looking at a lot um you know we uh you know, we 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 talk a lot about um, you know other categories like esports and, and uh, you know sports betting, right? That's 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 big and how teams are integrating that. You know, obviously, digital streaming is is, is really big. It's what Amazon's doing with the NFL. You know, we had two sports media companies last year uh, come into come into our program that are both doing really well. One from one from Boston, Esportudo. And then Locker from from Ireland that that's about to launch this month, and um, you know their ability to basically acquire customers and share data with sports betting operators is, is is a really big play, and that's something to to keep keep an eye on is how these some of these digital media companies um, can parlay their value proposition into sports betting and convert those users. So that's something that we've you know we're definitely looking in. Looking at a lot, I think another thing too, uh, Travis is you know seeing how how athletes can continue to monetize. Like obviously, name, image, and likeness with, with the NCAA. That's I know that's a you know there's still a court case that we're waiting on, and there's still a lot of uncertainties on how that's going to play out. But I, I know there's a lot of companies that we saw through the application process that are trying to figure out ways that can help you know athletes monetize um, through social media, through branding, through merchandise, apparel. Like a lot of the bigger agencies. They don't do that well and they don't really want to do that you know with their athletes so we have a couple companies that are kind of focused on on that space so yeah it's interesting it's you know it's a, it, it's i feel like it's always it's always evolving it's always changing that's a big part of of our judge you know jordan myself is is just trying to stay up to date on the trends and see you know where where the venture dollars are going and you know is this a lifestyle business or is this a venture business you know can this can this really scale and and which which of those companies can we really help? You know, if, if it's a company that's you know, maybe in a space like AI that is is a you know really popular space, but you know, Jordan, I don't have a, a ton of knowledge there. You know, can we surround them with people that that can support if if that's a company that we take? Which we are looking at a number of sort of AI fitness driven companies. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, man. That that's one of the the best parts of the jobs is you just get to read a lot and talk to a lot of people, and and be on the cutting edge.
1: Well, so I, um, I'm on Clubhouse and I like just, I mean, I'm not a tech person, but I've, I've been invited to a few things where I just listen to these uh, name, image, and likeness things. And, you know, I host a college athletics podcast too. And so I've been approached by some of these companies and I, I, a lot of it is NCAA opened the door to, you know, if we do NIL, we need someone to kind of uh, authenticate things and track deals and all that. And I've seen a lot of these uh, companies pop up that now are, are looking to be, you know, the broker kind of uh, between these companies and athletes. And um, it's going to be interesting. There's some NIL companies like uh, Open Doors and uh, Influencer that are pretty big to the market, but there's so much room. If you think about how many athletes are out there, there's a lot of room for uh, for companies that can help with NIL and, and it'll be interesting. I, I think also what I've realized on Clubhouse is you can get a lot of uh, people putting pitches together in there. And and I've heard a few companies and I wonder if like this NFT and um, NBA top shot, it's almost like it came out of the, pan- like, I know it happened before the pandemic, but it didn't really take off until right recently. But, you know, the focus on physical uh, cards, uh, collections of sports cards, and then the, the whole idea of sports memorabilia, it's all been digitized now. Right. And so that came back during the pandemic, where you have people like Gary Vaynerchuk that's like blown up uh, sports cards collecting, and then all of a sudden now you can get NFTs. And so I do wonder if um, how people even think of these innovations, and it, I wonder if sometimes they look at identify. It used to be you identify a problem to solve. Now I almost wonder if it's like what's something that used to be physical that people were attached to, and how can you turn technology to make it better. And yeah. that's what i've noticed about nfts and top shot
2: yeah it's, it's interesting Travis, there's a running joke that i think jordan and i have and you heard from one of one of our one of our investors and they said something like if if, if you stand in the middle of, of of the valley right now and you scream nft three times you an investor will give you a term sheet <laughs> so yeah you wonder if that's if that's a fad or if that's just if that's gonna if that's gonna be consistent that's here to stay i i do think Covid had had something to do with that, with sort of the lack of, of live sports and kind of people being stuck in their house and you know going through uh, you know uh, the, maybe the Michael Jordan documentary you know kind of helped with that. But yeah, it's it's, it's interesting to to see what the, what the future of of you know sort of digitized collectibles and trading cards is, is going to look like. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's all it's all interesting and yeah the nil the nil space is is again really really fascinating. I worked in compliance um, before. You know, I came to Texas, I was in college athletics at Catholic University and running compliance there. And so there's just, there's, there's so many opportunities um, for for companies, I think, to try to capture some of that market share, but it's going to, it's going to be a challenge too, because how do you create fair market value? How do you track uh, those transactions between companies and brands and athletes? And how do you, how do you, how do you make sure that schools aren't using that as a competitive advantage with, with respect to recruiting, right? There's, there's so many variables at play. So it'll be interesting to follow.
1: Well, my last comment about what I, I've always liked about accelerators is I've, not, I've never really been a, a fan of how majors kind of silo people in college. And, you know, the um, Sports Innovation Institute and, and accelerators, it really brings different skill sets that you learn in college. And you got to put a team together. You talk multiple times about how you got to have a strong team, your tech person and the CEO, they may never have met uh, if they were, if you just talked about their major, they had to at some point step out and, and, and you had to find someone. And it's almost like putting a band together back in the old days, it seems like. So that's what I like about accelerators is, is your, your focus on your team. And, um, and the, I mean, I'm not a tech person, but uh, I know people that are, and, and, you know they love it. They, they but it's it takes a team of different characteristics uh, and skill sets, and that's what I think uh, the accelerator program seems to be doing is putting together strong teams. Or and maybe it'll break down these majors and and things like the IEPI Sports Innovation Institute that thinks you should you know cross discipline. Maybe that'll become a trend too. And so Andrew, I, I appreciate you being on the podcast and and kind of telling our audience more about TechStars Sports Accelerator.
2: Yeah, happy to, Josh. Appreciate the time.